Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy. Joining me is Pops, and we did it. We did something I thought we would never do. We saw Daredevil, and uh, we have a lot to say about it, I think. Well, I would be impressed if you did. I uh, know that you truly was not a, uh, since you're, I'm going to say, comic purist, maybe. I'll call it that way. I, I wouldn't hey. say that. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, welcome, everybody. Glad you're with us. Uh, I've got my coffee. Have you got yours, Ron? The Colombian Excelsio special from QT. Oh, Excelsio must be a Stanley thing. Not quite. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's good. Well, good deal. Uh, yes, Daredevil 2003. Yeah. So that was uh, right after the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Right. Uh, um, done by Fox, mm -hmm. not right. by Marvel. Right. Um, of course, Fox yeah. did the X-Men movie two years prior, or three years prior to this. That's so true. It's not that unprecedented. So. Right. Well, the first X-Men after this, uh, X2 came out. Right. Exactly. Uh, movie actually did uh, relatively well. They had a $78 million budget. Yeah. And uh, they actually made just a little over $179 million. Right. So not too bad for the time. Yeah. Uh, it did come out on Valentine's Day, which uh, I thought was kind of weird. Hmm. But... Uh, yeah, it came out February 14th. Right. So we're talking, what, 18 years ago that this came out? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and I like to think that, because we talked about this in previous episodes, how, like, the release of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990 was, like, the perfect time for it to release for me. Like, that was, like, a movie that was made for me. And it was released the exact same time. It was perfect timing for that, right? Right, right. This is the exact opposite. It could not have come at a worse time because I was in my early 20s and I was snarky and I was, you know, uh, had a bad attitude about anything that was considered mainstream. And when comic book films went mainstream, you know, I just wanted to hate on it because that's what it was. However, I will say that... Uh, you know, so because of that, I didn't want to see the movie, and I never saw the movie until this past weekend. And uh, I have to say, going back and watching it, I made the right choice. I should have skipped this one fully, but not not for that reason. Not for that. Not for that reason. But for a different reason, which we'll get into. Well, good. Well, good. Then I'm, I'm not. Don't have to call you a purist. Just call you a snarkist. So. You were snarky about it. I guess. So, yeah, I just, uh, I just want to be associated with that because, like, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. Like, and, and there's this cycle, and we see this, where there is a, you know, they, they use the term community. I don't like that word. I think it's, um, I think it's overused, and it's kind of clunky. But, like, there's a, a fan base for something, right? It becomes uh, this its own little thing, and it is uh, has a small network right so people get into it you know there's a lot of you know welcoming or whatever then the fan base grows and then it becomes mainstream 
and then you get people that you wouldn't think of or that would you know previously make fun of you for being in that fan base and now they're part of the fan base and then you don't want to be a part of them so you kind of disassociate yourself with it so that's kind of what happened with comic book films in the, the mid-2000s and you know for, for me that's the reason why i didn't want to watch the movie to begin with when it came out originally and, yes yeah, yeah and, and now going back and, and watching it uh in you know the year of our lord 2021 uh it's a bad movie it's just it's just a bad movie so like you know even if it had mainstream appeal it's still it, it was just a bad movie well um i'm going to disagree with you a little bit because i feel like there were some uh parts of the movie that mm -hmm. were done very well okay and there were uh some interesting stunts. I like the storyline that they went after, which was the Frank Miller uh, version. Okay. Um, they. Uh, uh, what what part they, of the Frank Miller version you're talking about? Uh, well, especially the bullseye electric oh. part. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that particular part was. Uh, uh, and Frank Miller did a dark version right. of Daredevil. So, well, that's the thing. Like that, that is my favorite version of Daredevil is the Frank Miller run. You know, from the late seventies, early eighties, where he introduces the right. hand, Electra, and things like that. And you know, the and, and that's one thing I will say is that they did try to capture shots from the film to kind of mirror the panel in the comic. So that I mean. I get that. That was fine. It was everything like so. If you wanted to show, you know, a, a screenshot of the film and a screenshot of the comic, you're right. I, I would say that's cool. Everything else beyond that one screenshot, that one still shot of the film, is just I think, yeah, I think I think really bad, bad casting, um, you know. But oh I, my gosh really yeah so you're gonna tell me that ben affleck uh made a terrible blind guy terrible matt murdoch yes he was a really bad Matt murdoch but i will say in ben affleck's defense he was a better bruce wayne and batman i still like him as bruce wayne and batman yes well you know and that's kind of interesting that you bring that up because uh you know this movie the director of this movie, actually, they it took them, yeah. they started thinking about this in 1997. Right. And a few different writers, few different directors uh, came and went. And uh, this guy uh, was actually a huge Daredevil comic book guy. Uh -huh. And he wanted to stay true to the comic. Right. Uh, which I think he did in a lot of areas. Um, but it did, the story did suffer uh, somewhat. But uh, like, for instance, uh, the weird part for me was the coffin-like tank that he slept in. Yeah. You know, uh, mom saw that and she goes, Oh, is this a vampire movie? No, mom, it's not. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think that I kind of like the way the CG artists 
tried to portray how he saw the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually on the DVD, yeah. they uh, do have a special feature where you could watch the movie as if you were watching it as Matt Murdock, which I think would not really help the movie any that much. But if you could imagine watching the whole movie, like you had those special scenes, you know, where he saw Electra in the rain or, you know, those things when he saw when he would hit the vibration. So, so the entire film is yes. filled is from that perspective yeah you they have a version of it that you can watch it that way hmm. which i don't know how that would work out but uh, I, i'm actually I kind did, of by that yeah yeah huh okay well you know what um i don't know if it's worth maybe, watching again for that but you see, uh, i yeah, you know, to me, because that 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 is actually one thing. Let let's let's talk about that a little bit because it it doesn't have anything to do with the movie, which I appreciate, and uh, it does talk about more about Daredevil, which is which is better. So, one thing uh, I don't know if you know, you know that this is a, a thing. There's a um, so you know how we have uh, closed captioning for films for you know the deaf and hearing impaired, right? Correct. Yes. They also have a. Uh, feature for uh, people who are, you know, um, blind. blind. Or, yeah. You know, slight challenge uh, about, uh, it's called uh, descriptive uh, audio. Have you have you heard about this? I have heard of descriptive audio, but I did not know that was uh, what it was about. Yeah, and funny enough, it, so, you know, Netflix, you know, is, was, uh, they didn't, you know, the, 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 audio and video options that you have from a streaming platform are kind of limited in the beginning. And when Daredevil, the Netflix series released, uh, the, the first thing that, you know, people were asking for is where's the descriptive audio service for this? I mean, this is a story about a blind man. This is, this is what the blind depend on in order to, you know, consume uh, movie entertainment. Where is it? And, and Daredevil actually was one of the first, series from netflix to offer the uh descriptive audio service so um you know i i, I do think it's interesting that you know uh that, that 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 to me is is pretty cool that you know it was because of a superhero that actually is blind that led to uh netflix offering descriptive audio services on on their uh, on their platform which is pretty cool oh yeah really cool actually um i uh, you know, thought that uh, this movie, I mean, let's face it, we have, a. Uh, even though you don't think Ben Affleck's a good daredevil, he is a good actor. Uh, well, I think he became a good actor. So, so I think that the, so let's see, Justice League came out and was it 2017? Uh, yes. And then Daredevil's 2003, right? So that right. was like almost 15 years, right? Correct. I think over the 15 years that Ben Affleck got something, he, he acquired, there was something, there's a difference between 2003 Ben Affleck and 2017 Ben Affleck that makes him a better actor. He's a better actor now than he was back then. And I think, you know, part of it has to do with age. Like, you know, he played a maturing, very, like a very good mature 
Bruce Wayne, like he had that gravitas that, you know, you need to get in order to, you know, uh, as you age, uh, that helped him in that role as an older Bruce Wayne. I thought it was, you know, a better casting choice versus this where he's, you know. Well, uh, I'm not really sure that he was real hep on doing this because, you know, there were a lot of reports that, uh, well, first of all, it was doomed from the beginning uh, because Marvel wanted the rights back, you know? Okay, so okay. there was some issues with Fox yeah, and uh, Regency. There was a, quite a few issues with, uh, and they were going to make an attempt to do a second one but uh, Affleck, uh, according to sources I read, yeah, he did not want to do a superhero movie anymore. He thought that playing a part in a costume was kind of demeaning. Okay, uh, which, like I said, he later did Batman as yeah, he, it's ironic. Or, yeah, it yeah. was ironic that, but he was. He said the only way he was going to do it was if they were to do the uh i think it was kevin smith that did the born again yes version that's right, that's right. and and he said that if uh, they were going to do that that he would consider it yeah and, and yeah to be fair kevin smith who does have a cameo in the film uh yes. he, he he wrote daredevil like you said at the time yes and, uh, he used ben affleck in a lot of his films kevin smith did uh you know whether it's uh I'm trying to think uh chasing amy um jersey girl all all the the ones that kevin smith did like he included ben affleck and dogma and so so yes they're very familiar with each other so i have a feeling and i think that kevin smith wrote that born again storyline with you know the potential of ben affleck portraying him you know it, it you know that that's and the other thing that I think is a problem for me with the 2021 eyes watching this film is we've already had, uh, you know, the Netflix series. And to me there, you can't beat that at this point. I, you know, it'll Charlie Cox will always be Matt Murdock. Vincent D'Onofrio will always be Wilson Fisk. You just can't get away from it. Yes. Even though, um, uh, Michael, uh, Duncan Clark, Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, uh, I think he did a adequate job as Kingpin. I love his voice. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think he did play portray the Kingpin's voice uh, in some animated stuff. And so, yes, he did. It, it's not unprecedented, but you know, for, from my perspective, there, there's a there's a difference. I think what makes a w Wilson Fisk character so compelling, at least for Vincent D'Onofrio when he did it, there's this smoldering rage to the character that right which you did not get with Duncan. Right. You get you there there's this um cold and calculating demeanor to Michael Clark Duncan, which is good for a crime boss, I agree, you know, but not for Wil Wilson Fisk. You know, the 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 smoldering rage from uh Vincent D'Onofrio, that's you know, when I think of Wilson Fisk, it has, you know, that that's exactly how he plays it. And well, let's face it, too. That was a series. Yeah. So he had an opportunity to see that character develop over episode and episode. That's fair. Whereas uh, there wasn't that much uh, 
really of Kingpin Wilson Fisk in this yeah. uh, particular version. Right. Um, I did like that. I did like uh, Jennifer, what's in your wallet, Garner? Uh, she did an okay job. No. I, I know, I should. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, my favorite actor uh, in the whole thing was Colin Farrell. I thought as he was a bullseye. Terrible. It was hilarious. Terrible. <laughs> he was so funny. I'm sorry. Well, maybe, okay. Well, how about John Favreau? I, I think he was miscast too, you know. I, 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 <laughs> he's great as Happy Hogan. I want him directing all these films. I want. He was not foggy. He was not but foggy. Exactly. No way. You know, Eldon Henson is definitely the foggy that we. Oh yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, John uh, Pantolini, Pantoliano. Yeah, Joey Pants. That. Yeah, that did uh, Ben Ulrich. Yeah, he did an okay job of that you it know was fine. it was fine uh but like you said we had uh you know we also had frank miller cameo in this movie too who was he uh he was one of the police officers okay yeah i missed uh, him. yes well see having the extras mm -hmm. and if you saw uh like i said stanley with a lot more hair Right, and you yeah. saw Frank Miller with actually not gray hair. Right. And it and Kevin Smith is just, was just so young. Yeah. In that compared to now, you know, and and he weighed a lot less. Well, that's another thing too. The director of this, uh -huh. he chose uh, Michael Clark Duncan to play yeah. Kingpin, right. but he told him that if he wanted the part, he had to gain twenty pounds. Okay. So uh, he did it for this movie. And when they were discussing, when they were going through all the rigmarole for a second movie, yeah. uh, uh, Duncan had gone down to like 290. He was like 310 for this movie. And he wanted, um, the director wanted him to gain another 20 pounds, be 330. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do a story uh, Michael Clark Duncan, he said he would come back as Kingpin, but only if he was thinner in weight. You know, that he wanted the story to be told that he got his weight down so he could be faster to fight with Daredevil. Okay. And somehow that just didn't go over, so it never happened. Well, but I... uh, again, they were true to Bullseye Killing Electra. Yeah. From the comics. Right, of course. Uh, and I did kind of like the origin story with the young Matt Murdock. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't like, I think that they, during this series, we got a bit here, a bit there. Yeah. You know, whereas this was just one concurrent, uh, uh, what would you call it? The, uh, origin mm -hmm. uh so i thought that that was pretty good uh interesting nonetheless yeah um well, but the, uh yeah the thing that because like 
originally, I think the original origin story with Stanley and Bill Everett is that, you know, the, the, the substance that gets in his eyes, that blinds him, also had the side effect of enhancing his other senses. Um, but I think Frank Miller's retelling, he's, there, there's no, you know, supernatural thing happening. It's just, it's because of training is that his other senses become hiding, training with Stick, who is not in this film. Right, and but in the series, but uh, in the Frank Miller uh, retelling, which is the Man Without Fear, which, right, which, uh, drawn by uh, John Romita Jr., which is probably my favorite Daredevil story of all time. Right. Well, you know, his father also drew Daredevil. That's right. And they had, believe it or not, they had um, when they had this uh, story about the origin of the comic, and they. Uh, went from Stan Lee to the to John Romita yeah. to the next writer and so on down, you know. Yeah. Uh, Romita mentioned that, uh, you know, they're from New York. So he said, you know, they uh, have two hours in the car driving him and his son, right. and they would discuss, uh, you know, the plots for the right. comic. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah. Uh, it was really kind of cool, he said. And then when uh, Junior started to draw, yep. his father kind of like didn't try to coax him or didn't give him any critique right. or anything, you know? Right. right. He said um, he let him go on his own stuff. So yep. it was kind of cool that that happened. Yeah, and I think that, you know, for, for my preferences, I think John Romita Jr., I like his style a lot more than John Romita Sr., which both were good. But I, I, if if I wanted to pick one, I'd go with Junior. Now I think Junior's is. Oh yes, but I think uh, that uh, Junior's uh, cartooning is or artistry, as we say, is a little more realistic. I think, you know, he draws a lot more hair and. I'd say it's more stylized than you know, like okay. More traditional comic book stuff you get with senior which is fine but you know it's like i i love everything about that you know uh man without fear storyline it's just it's perfect it's one of the i think you know if i had you know desert island if i could only take one right know, to me, i'd take that well i thought it was interesting when uh kevin smith uh when it, he had his turn and he was talking uh, they were so adamant at that time that they were not going to bring Electra back, right? Because they, you know, they said Frank Miller killed her off, she's done, she's not coming back, right? She's one of those characters. There's a lot of characters that come back over the years, but you know, Kevin was so adamant, he says, There's no way we're going to mess with that. So, I thought that was good about it. And, you know, well, hey. it's, it's funny you say that because now current Daredevil today, 2021, you know who has the Daredevil name right now? No, I don't. Electra, I, she's Daredevil. What? Yeah. Electra's Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And who's the writer of this? I don't even know. I'll, I'll take a look. I'll see if I can pull it up. Right. Based, you know, because to me... It's one of those things where it's like, all right, this is what we're doing now. So, and that was the thing, like, you know, we, we, we've talked about that before, how like 
there are some folks that never die or, or never stay dead, and there's folks that actually stay dead, and you know, barely, there's barely any ones that actually well, you know, Michael, stay dead. Michael Bendis you know, actually did a Daredevil 2. You know, right. But um, I thought it was cool, the different artists and seeing their different styles and uh, mm -hmm. the writers and their different styles. Yeah. Um, you know, and Stan Lee explaining how they would come up with the bubbles and where they would put them, you know, how it was strategically put. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought it was kind of cool how they went through uh, all of that. That was, to me, the best part of the DVD was the extras, you know, especially some of the special features. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of the stunts were, mm -hmm. you know, done with wire. And actually, uh, Affleck and Garner worked with the stunt choreographer for a whole year before they did the movie hmm. to learn the stunts and uh, learn how to, you know, twirl the size and everything, uh, which, hey, uh, they put that much effort into it. I, I have to give them some credit for that, you know? All right, yeah, well, so... Here is uh, let's see. released on the 27th of this year. So like just a couple days ago, there is a lecture in the Daredevil costume. Oh, and it says <laughs> Daredevil 35. Yeah. So this. So was she's been doing it for 35 ep uh, comics? No, I, I think this is a recent development from uh, Zdarsky and La uh, Landini. I don't know how long they've been working on it, but yeah. So Elektra is Daredevil right now, so... Anyway, that just kind of shows you how things have uh, devolved. Wow. Okay, I'm not sure I'm going to like that. Well, I don't, I definitely don't think I'm going to get that comic. Man. Anyway. All right, that ruins things for me. <laughs> Might as well close out the episode now. I'm done. No, 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 no. Okay, well. All right, so we discussed the origin, uh, and this movie was kind of, it kind of almost, you know, there's a lot of Marvel movies that start like that, where they start in the middle yeah. of the movie, and then we get flashback. Right. And uh, so I liked the way that they chose to start it with him talking about how he became blind and you know, going through that little area. Oh, come on. You're shaking your head now. Come well, on. It, it's just, it's the narration that kills me. You know, the fact is like show, don't tell, you know, I, narration to me is sometimes poorly used uh, in films. And this was one of the. Okay, fine. If that's the way you feel. Okay. I don't feel that way. I felt like it was okay, but all right. Um, and then we had the, uh, after going through all of that nonsense, we had the fight scene in the church, which supposedly brought us to the present time uh -huh. with him laying on the ground, that fight with yeah. Bullseye. Right. Um, that, I thought, was kind of an interesting uh, fight with the pipes on yeah. the church organ. Yeah. Uh, all, all, I thought, all I thought about is like how like so pipe organs uh, are 
they're really special to me. Um, you know, they're they're very. It's a large setup. It's extremely expensive to maintain and to build and to have things like that. And so just to see uh, something that work of art uh, destroyed like that so carelessly was uh, uh, that that to me. I, that that thing. The only thing I thought about was like, you know, it's like how many millions of dollars of damage did they do just on that pipe organ? Right, except that it wasn't a real pipe organ. I guess not, but still, I just, you know, whatever. Right, well, no, it wasn't because uh, there was a special feature on the film part of the DVD that uh, showed how they they were actually solid pipes Okay. so that the uh, actors could stand on them. Uh -huh. So not a real pipe organ. Okay. So, uh, yeah, because, I mean, think about it, really. The pipes are hollowed out. Right. You know, I couldn't really see. I don't know if they'd be strong enough for somebody to stand on them on the top of them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so. But there were some interesting things there. Uh -huh. uh, that and, like I said, the wire work. The choreography for the fight scenes was done pretty well. When it wasn't CG, yeah. Yes. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of CG uh, in that. That, that scene had plenty of CG in it. It looked Oh, yes. That one did. No, that one did. But the one where he... Uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. They were showing them shooting him. You remember there was a scene where he went across a building. They had a stunt guy and they shot that two nights in a row. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it was New York City, but they were shooting in, in Los Angeles. Okay. So it wasn't even uh, in New York, uh, a New York top, you know? They kind of did some CG things with the skyline mm -hmm. to make it seem like it was New York when it wasn't, so. But anyways, they tried to do this jump scene, yeah. uh, and they did it with the wire. Two nights they did it, and they wound up shooting it in CG. And he's like, you know, some things are better done wire, and some things are better done CG. And that was just done better CG. So, so anyways, for 2003, the CG was not bad. Wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. The only thing that I thought uh, at the very beginning, the skyline mm -hmm. seemed almost Ninja Turtle, Batman like, you know, it looked cartoonish, almost like the yeah. animated series and Batman. Yeah. And I think that was a trope of the, the 2000s, the um, cityscape where like it goes fast, then it goes slow. It, and, you know, to me, it's uh, not good. I don't like it at all. Not my. Not, not but that was the times. Yeah. You not know, good. and I no, but I accept it for what it is. Uh, I did. I, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, and so I'm going to say to you that uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, but. I somehow had this feeling it was worse. I had forgotten that John Favreau was in it. How yeah. can you forget that? You know? Yeah. 
Well, because it's not a, a memorable performance, you know? Right. He Well, he wasn't a good Foggy, that's for sure. And again, especially after uh, seeing the Netflix series, yeah. it was so totally not. But I do have to say this. It did uh, make me want to go back and start watching the Netflix series all over again. Exactly. That's exactly going to be my recommendation to people. Skip this, go back and watch the Netflix special uh, series, all three seasons. Yes, and if you want, watch The Defenders, too. You can skip The Defenders. <laughs> oh, come on. That was a good... It could have been the start of something good. And, and it wasn't, and that's why I'm upset about it. Okay. All right. I totally understand that. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what else would you like to trash about this movie? Uh, well, I will say that uh, the most, I think, enduring thing about this film is the uh, the song that's played in the sequence where Electra is doing her little, you know, karate dance thing uh, with the size. You know, you have that Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life. And oh, yeah, yes, yes. It's, it's been completely, you know, um, you know, been a... Uh, internet meme for for ages now and i'll probably splice in uh you know one or two of those uh things here it, it had the i think opposite effect uh, the intended effect like when i realized that that scene and that music was in the film i was like i'm never seeing this movie it's so you know, and, and to me, when I actually saw the film and I saw the sequence, I'm like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it's terrible. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you felt that way. I kind of just like, I did that part where I'm just watching it for the entertainment purposes and just it's not entertaining. It is not watching it. And I'm, well, when I look at stuff like that, I'm, I try to think in my mind, uh, you know, how did they shoot this? You know, was this, is this part real? Is this CG? You know, trying to figure out, you know, just how they handled this situation. Uh, one part of the movie that I could have done without was the uh, love scene. Yeah. You know, that, I, I don't know. I guess it, had to do with the plot of the story that it was you know matt's girlfriend but hey you know according to this and every comic book uh you know that they had him have a girlfriend he's had all kinds of girlfriends you know yeah i would say that matt murdoch is probably the most I'm trying to think of the right word um You know, when it comes to like Casanova esque, right? I mean, Matt Murdock, he he is definitely the big one of the biggest ladies men of you know the entire Marvel universe. You know, he gets around. I would I would agree with that. I mean, even uh, Karen Page. Yeah. And uh, you know, we did not get that. Well, no, I guess we almost got it in. Uh, the Charlie Cox series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did. we did absolutely. Yeah, and, and of course, 
with the Netflix series, you know, that's explored a lot more. I mean, you know, Electra being a an old flame as opposed to somebody he just meets for the first time. Uh, and, you know, obviously Foggy's got stories about them in college and everything. And so there, there is a history in the Netflix series. I think that's well established and established very, it's done very well. Uh, and that's the other thing I'll say is that when they have the first uh, meet cute thing moment in this film with uh, Matt and, uh, and Electra, and they fight in that little playground thing, that is so bad. Oh, I mean, like, I, it was like a total cringe fest. And, and I tell you, you can do it right. I, I think it's possible to do it right. And I think they did it right in Shang-Chi, where, you know, the Mandarin and um, Shang-Chi's mother, forget their names, uh, at the, case me at this point, but when they do their little fight scene in the beginning, I thought that was well done. But this one, it was just a terrible uh, cringe fest. Well, come on. We're talking 2003, and we're talking 2021. I guess. Come on but, now. Well, the other thing that I'll say is that, you know, Jennifer Garner is, like, the least Greek-looking person I've ever seen. Right? And I think they've done—I don't know if they did CG or whatever, but her fake green eyes were terrible. Um, I think they were uh, uh, contacts. They still looked terrible. Well, and she okay. was not, she did not look Greek at all, you know? Oh, not even close. So, so it's like, yeah, you're sure you are. You're sure, sure your last name's not Chios. I bet. No, not unless it's, uh, you know, extra spicy nachos or nachos and cheese. I don't know. No. All right. So, uh, I guess what, while you're talking about that, I guess you could spend a few minutes telling me how much you loved uh, the movie Electra. Yeah, yeah. That, that so the thing about Electra is that so I had it playing on in the background last night when we were, um, you know, carving pumpkins, and you know it was pretty much what I expected it to be. Uh, it's it's a terrible film. Don't don't watch it. Uh, it's has. You know, very little to do with the character. It seems like you know somebody just wanted to write like a, a like a regular thriller uh, movie, and they just kind of you know slap some you know electro paint on it, and that's it. It's well, that and the fact that it was supposed to be a movie about an assassin, right? And her being an assassin, and then uh, you know not fulfilling her contract or whatever, you know? Exactly. It, it, it's, it's some sort of, it, this is, this was not a, this was not an Electra movie. This was some other movie with Electra kind of forced in after the fact. Well, and I think that that had, I think that they did that uh, thinking that, oh, we'll strike while the iron's hot yeah. with the daredevil flick. Cause it did do pretty well at the box office compared to, uh, you know, it made money, you know, yeah, over a hundred thousand, a hundred million, I'm sorry, from what they had used for it. But um, I tell you, honestly, uh, I bought the Electra one because I did not go see it in the theaters. I didn't, I don't even know if it was in the theaters, was it? Or I think it was, but okay. But I got it on DVD and uh, I watched it because I had bought the Daredevil 
uh, DVD. Yeah. So I said, oh, good. Another Marvel comic book movie. I'll get that. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to share with you some thoughts about it. But um, honestly, you watched it last night. So it's fresh in your mind. But I haven't watched oh, it see, it's for a long than, time. It's worse than that because I saw it last night and it's not even fresh in my mind. <laughs> so, yes, I I can't even tell you who the bad guys are in it. So, yeah, I mean that the hand plays in it, but it's not, you know, um, yeah. It. I'm I'm sorry to say that uh, I would agree with you. That's also a not watchable. No, don't watch. Don't waste your time or your right. money. Go watch Daredevil season two if you want to get your Electra fix. It'll be much more satisfying. Oh yes, definitely. And we did get in the television series. We got the death of Electra. Yeah. In that series also, but in that series she came back to life. Well, yeah, she that that, that was the Electra film too. Yeah, same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyways, that's. Uh, all right. So. Anything else? Any other? In, is there anything redeeming about the Daredevil movie that you want to uh, no. add? No. Not this one. Yeah, because okay. like the, the little courtroom drama that we got as him as a lawyer, you know, he's defending this, you know, rape victim from someone named Casada, which, you know, obviously, you know, named after Joe <laughs> Casada, which yes. I, you know, if I was a comic creator and they were going to use my name in the film, naming him after a rapist might not have been the best thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, anyway, but, you know, the, the reality is, uh, you know, the justice system failed at that point because he got away. And so Daredevil, uh, he goes and confronts him in a bar. And instead of bringing him to justice, he, like, completely destroys the bar and, you know, he might have even killed a couple of people that were just, you know, associated with him and not actually guilty of the actual crime. And then he goes and he murders the guy by throwing him in front of a train. I mean, that's not Daredevil. Daredevil has a code. He doesn't kill, you know? Well, not that Daredevil. Right. And to me, that's that's not Daredevil. You know, it, 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 it's completely uh, that that's the thing I, I hated about the film is that, you know, the, the one one thing that is classically Daredevil, where he's, you know, lawyer by day, vigilante by night to kind of, you know, catch the, you know, people who escape the, the nets of justice. Uh, he didn't give justice to that. that. That wasn't justice. You know. No. And. The majority of superheroes are not uh, murderous, other than Punisher, right? Right. I mean, sure. is there any other? Uh, I mean, you can make superheroes. the superheroes. You can make the case for Logan. You know, Logan's he's he's got a pretty high body count, and you know, right. But there's not that many. No. Yeah, it, it, it usually if they're murderous, they're villains. Right. You know, it's very rare that you get an opportunity to have somebody. I guess I don't know. I guess maybe it's difficult 
for some directors to get past that uh, part where that the um, that the hero doesn't uh, take justice like that. The vigilante is not uh, one that will uh, be judge and executioner. Right. Exactly. You know, and you know, to my, I think that, yeah, it's just to me. I think that that was not really a good part for for Daredevil. And I guess I don't know what why they decided to go that route. To me, it's like. I don't know. So, yeah. Right. And, and, and total contrast to that at the end of the movie, when we get the fight with the kingpin, right. He just breaks his legs. Right. And, and, and he's like, I'm going to tell everybody in jail that you're a daredevil. And he's like, Oh yeah, really? You're going to tell them that you got beat up by a blind guy. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's going to make him not say anything, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the other thing is that, like, again, when it comes to justice, you know, there there was no uh, witnesses of any crime that, you know, Wilson Fisk committed or anything like that. You know, it was just him, you know, it, it you know, to me, it's like, <sighs> yeah. Right, and he saw... Bullseye kill his love of his life. Right. You know? And yep. but but the, well, and the other, he didn't see it, but yeah. he Well then they also did the the, the 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 Tim Burton Batman thing where Kingpin was the one who killed his dad, right? Yes, yes. I'm like Really? Are we doing this? Yes, and but he wasn't the kingpin at the time. No. Or so he revealed at the end. Right. So that he was he was just a lackey or whatever. Yeah. But so much for that. Right. All right. So uh painfully, yeah. We're done, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Other I'm... than a rating. Sure, we can we can give it a rating. Yeah, you oh you see please control yourself. You're so excited about this, I can see. You just cannot wait. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh what if I was to tell you that for me, yeah, uh I'm gonna say it was a four point five, just below average. Okay. I'm gonna give it. It's pretty generous. Well, yeah. Well, you know. I actually liked the costume somewhat. Oh no, I can't stand that costume. That's too <laughs> well, not the mask, but the rest of the costume. I liked. I liked the whip things and whatever you want to call it, batons. I don't know. That's his Billy Club. Uh, it, you know that that was fine. I didn't care about so much about that. That was fine, but the the costume itself. I mean, after you see the Charlie Cox one. You know, there's no real. Oh, well, there's there's no question that Charlie Cox one is better, but so. I did. I thought that it was serviceable. You know, okay, definitely, uh, much better than the Electra costume, or the yeah. Bullseye costume for that matter. Yeah, that was terrible. Yes, well, you know the thing with the Bullseye on his forehead. Uh, of course, that was a, uh, you know, a piece. 
-hmm. and uh, he would get sweaty and it would bubble up. They had to have to replace it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So listen, 4.5, my generous number. What about yours? Uh, it's a three. That's a three. Wow. For you, that is generous. I know. I know. So uh, and the only reason why it's a three is because I'm kind of curious about the the blind version. You know that 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 fact that they put enough effort into it to have a whole movie taken from that perspective is interesting. So I'll have to we'll have to we'll have to take a look at that one of these days. All right. Yeah. I'm going to. What I'll do is I'll uh, when I get uh, some free time up from my shows that I'm watching, I'll see if I can pull it back up and take a look at it and see if it's worth bringing up to you or if it's just cringeworthy. Okay. And and I'll let you know uh, one way or another. But yeah, because I thought when I saw that they had it that way, that it would be interesting. But I said, do I do another hour and 48 minutes or whatever it was and check this out or do I not? So... Yeah. Anyways, okay, so anything else? I'm good. Let's close it there. Okay, dope. All right, well, thank you for suffering through uh, Daredevil with us. And uh, if you have any feedback, uh, please uh, feel free to use uh, social media to do that. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with something better. Goodbye and God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.